Paul, can you say something? I just want to get your levels. Oh, yeah. Hello. Okay. Kirsten, can you say something? Hello. So, Paul, you might need to come up a little bit. A little louder on his... All right. I think we're ready. Today on the Geek 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 Out Podcast. No, okay. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, $500 billion United States dollars to build a city in the desert to house 9 million people. Michelle Nichols' Uhura on Star Trek has died. We've got trailers for Andor, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and Spirit Halloween, the movie. And Mind Bialik and Ken Jennings are officially Jeopardy co-hosts. Oh gosh, you guys. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to big Ikea. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode... What was wrong with that? I think that was good. I just put it in all caps, the word and, because it was like, it's sort of a monumental thing to have two co-hosts, and you read it like a roller coaster. Eh? I liked it. Good read, Paul. One of these days, bud, can you put one just to... to throw one of us off, put one of those squiggly things over the end just to see what <laughs> yeah, we would do. Yeah, like Malaguena. Good. Yeah. Yes, I'll do that. <laughs> All right. Hey, did you actually know what that thing was called? No, I don't know what it's called. I just know that it's in the 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 song Malaguena. I don't actually oh, know okay. what it's called. I would have said El Nino. <laughs> oh, right. Of course. Yes. Right. Well, this has gotten off way off track. It's the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 199. We record this on Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and this week, Jenny, in the morning zone. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm DJ Boitano. I do the weekday wind down in the mixtape in the afternoon zone. Hi, I'm Paul Bustino, and yeah, I like read like a roller coaster. So what? Big deal. Knowing me as a person is like riding a roller coaster constantly all the time. So pretty, pretty spot on. Pretty spot on. Kirsten's nodding. Am I right? Knowing me like a roller coaster. Has this, Everyone wants to get off. Everyone's throwing up. Has wow. ups and down downs. A Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kirsten? Yeah, I mean, until you described it, I agreed with you, but yeah. <laughs> Still agree. Still agree. I'm eating trips. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Something from DJ Boy Tano. Uh, a thing called the line. Uh, Megacity. It's, it, it, it's a gigantic wall. Big, flat, single wall. 1,640 feet high. 106 miles long. 650 feet in between and they're going to try and stick 9 million people in there to live and work in the deserts of Saudi Arabia near the Red Sea and it's going to cost 500 billion United States dollars this was announced awfully familiar except without the housing oh Oh, what, build the wall? Build the oh, wall? Oh, I see. <laughs> well, and a big, giant wall that's going to be $500 mil- d- billion. Do- did this not sound l- like the wall? Oh, that's funny, that's Kirsten. Funny. That's very funny. That's very But cool. didn't it? Was it not? Did it not? Anyway, tell me about why this is the good wall. <laughs> <laughs> the good wall. 
I mean, good is subjective, uh, certainly, but, you know, they claim that it's going to be 100% run on renewable energy. There will be no cars uh, or roads. There will be high-speed rail transit to get you from one end of the wall to the other in 20 minutes. Uh, but, you know, then they're saying there's going to be flying taxis to get you from place to place if you want to go no. visit a different neighborhood within the no. wall. They no. they say they're going to seed the clouds, which in science no. has no. never actually worked yet, no. even though no. they've been talking about it since, I think, the 1800s. They're talking about an artificial moon. It, it could be a projection. It could be drones with lights. Ah! 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 What? <laughs> Terrifying child disappeared. <laughs> Don't say terrifying. Terrifying. You didn't see her face when she did it. Oh, oh no, I didn't. I added a thing. Oh, okay, great. Well, good to know. Uh, <laughs> describe the thing that happened, everyone. Remember, we have to tell because people don't see. Oh, yeah. So, it's not a child just appeared behind Bud, but yeah. then, like, did not move and stared right in the camera and just <laughs> stared at it like that, in a horror movie. It that's was like a what child. she does popped up behind you and it was terrifying <laughs> she's really good at that it's great actually um yeah they say there's going to be holographic teachers to teach the schools they say there's going to be robot maids to do your chores robot cage matches for entertainment and robot dinosaurs in a park um yeah so this was an absolutely fascinating um don't okay my my child came in to react to that and left. Um, yeah, so hard to say, you know, exactly how feasible this would this will be. But, you know, 500 billion United States dollars, maybe that can get you all of this. When in the history of walls has a wall ever been good? <laughs> Never. I mean, it's it's in the in, desert. In, it's separating a, nothing from nothing. The, but like the Great Wall of China. Not great. A good wall. <laughs> no, not good. Bad wall. things. Yeah. The the wall in Game of Thrones also not good. Right. Even bad things. That that wall kept out White Walkers and zombies for thousands of until years. until they got a dragon. Yeah. But pardon, <laughs> yeah. not a dragon, and also the, it kept out the wildlings who were actually good, nice people. Pink like, Floyd, the wall. Are, a mental wall, he, bad wall, oh, not good wall. Oh no. Okay, I was gonna say the album. Good, good, good example. But. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. this is like. This is not a wall. This is a line first. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps that's it's why technically that's it's technically right? it's two walls and then people live inside of them. Oh, good. The walls. Oh. That's much better. Yeah. So they're not building it up. They're building it in between. It's like a sandwich. Yeah. So yes. it's like it's yeah. basically a city. It's a city. And then, yeah, people are living in this city that is a hundred and seventy kilometers in length, I think, stacked on top of each other. Yeah, um, like apparently it looks like from when the have people stacked on top of each other ever been a good thing? Like apartments. Uh, so it looks like they're gonna have like you know like condominiums. <laughs> 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 yeah, housing and businesses along the sides, and then you have bridges in between the two sides, and then you'll have like your greenery and your fun things or water or whatever from the seeded clouds. So Th this yeah. sounds straight out of like. Science fiction. This yep. sounds strange. Yeah, yeah very much. Yep. And this is what, exactly why I sent it to Bud. I was like, this yeah. is like a dystopian sci-fi movie. 
Yeah, really. I, I compared it to Elysium, um, which was looked like the giant wheel, the floating space station where all the rich people lived in the Neil Blomkamp movie with Matt Damon called Elysium. And it's like you took Elysium, you popped it, and you flattened it out, and you put it between two walls. That's kind of what it's like. It's its own self-contained little mega city thing. Sounds terrifying. Wow. No, I love it. Uh, my, <laughs> only, my only problem with it is that it will never happen, and it's all a lie, and you just spent all this time lying to us, bud. How dare you? Okay, this is full of, like, sci-fi nonsense, and it's kind of, I don't know, I don't find it too dystopian if it could house a bunch of people, but, like, flying taxi, super rail, uh, bullet train, inside wall, like, come on. That's all silliness. That's They promised us a bullet train from Vancouver to Portland to get us there on magnets in 10 seconds. All the time, it never happens. Elon Musk is putting a tunnel through the ground. It's all just high pie in the sky, and that's what it all feels like to me, right? So $500, 500 billion, are they really going to break ground on this thing? Will it be livable? What, holograph moon, a robot teachers, uh, yes. that made from the Jetsons is going to be there? Come Rosie. on. Just try and guess when they think they're going to have this ready. Just guess. In the exact time that we forget about it. So they'll say like uh, 2036, I'm going to say. Because in 2036, we'll be dealing with like, oh, God, you know, the fourth Trump child is running for office. We got bigger. <laughs> right? There's another pandemic happening, climate crisis. We're all on fire constantly. We'll be, you know, so busy putting ourselves out of fire that we'll just be like, uh, hey, what about that wall city? Is that? Oh, quiet, quiet, quiet. I'm on fire. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's the perfect amount of time that we won't forget about, we completely forget about the wall sitting, how it never happened, we don't have our robot maids. Good answer. Incorrect. Three years, 2025. I was just going to say, no what country way. is it going in? <laughs> no way. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Yeah. yeah. Saudi Arabia, I was going to say, like, three years. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen, but, like, yeah. if anyone's going to do it, it's them. Yeah. A lot of money, a lot of dedication. It's, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. Coming soon. <laughs> Andor, first trailer, big, like, not behind the scenes, but actual, like, footage trailer for this 12-episode Star Wars series. The first three episodes will drop all at once September 21th on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you read this, but I read this today. I'm like, nope, we don't want the volume. They don't use the volume for this. Really? Because really? there are a couple shots, even from, like, the early footage, that it looks like the volume. It's just so weirdly blurred at the edges. I could have sworn. That's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah, I think I, I, think I read the quote was just like they wanted it to be realistic and immersive and blah, 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 so they didn't want the volume. I mean, power to them. That's great. The it, volume, yeah. the, sorry, the volume to remind you is the giant <laughs> LED wall that moves counter parallax to the camera. So it looks very realistic to shoot against. And it's better than green screen because people can actually see what they're walking from. Paul yeah. made me watch this today and the trailer looks so good. Yeah, I think the quote that I read from the creators was, we like to do things a little bit differently. <laughs> <laughs> and usually that means that they just put Swiss cheese in the omelet. But in this case, <laughs> it was, you know, it's, yeah, it's like fully different. They did. I, th I, I don't know. I guess like we were all, we're all so chuffed still on volume, 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 right? It's not green screen, but I wonder if like certain makers 
in the Star Wars uh, makerverse there, you know, the little team who are making Star Wars these days was just like, yeah, but it's still not getting out into the desert. It's still not George Lucas cleaning Tunisian sand yeah. out of the C-3PO costume every 35 seconds. Yeah. You know, so it's still not the real thing, and the vibe we want for Andor is like super duper real thing. So no volume for us. We're going out there and doing it. And I agree. I said to Kirsten, I was like, "Did you watch this thing? This has got everything against it that I should hate." Andor, a character I could give a riggedy rick about. <laughs> I don't care about anything from Rogue One. I don't like that movie. It's a prequel series on a prequel movie. A prequel <laughs> of a prequel? Are you kidding me? I should hate this. I don't. The trailer looks phenomenal. Like yeah. the the real grounded in reality, doing it not in front of a volume is very obvious to me, or at least like, you know, it's hitting the parts of my brain that they wanted to. So I'm into that. And um, it looks good. It looks like 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 well done political intrigue show set in Star Wars. And I think they on purpose want you to think that they show the Imperial Senate that you remember from the Star Wars prequels instead of it being in a silly movie for children starring a cartoon rabbit, uh, you know, and, and swinging lightsabers around. And then all of a sudden you're in the stupid the Senate. It's in this political intrigue TV show, which is a way better place for that to be. And the acting looked really, really good. Stellan Scars guard well, yes. that looks incredible oh. this th from the trailer it looked like andor's not even in this thing it's all about that luthan character whoever scars guard's gonna be playing which, which you'd I'm be okay with i'm sure for. oh a hundred percent it looked like he was <laughs> so interesting and again like even though it's springing up from the pot of dirt that is rogue one this flower from the looks of it anyways this bud Rosebud of a trailer made it feel like to me that like they are doing the things that I asked for actually, which is, you know, a new little corner of this Star Wars galaxy with interesting characters that I don't know so much about uh, that are not connected uh, to the actual Skywalker saga there. So I don't know. Gosh, wow. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm excited about this. Mm -hmm. I'm pleasantly surprised by that too. Kirsten, did you hear the sirens toward the end? Yes. Much like the I, Rogue One trailer. I saw, I heard them and I Love thought of that. you and I was like, there's that, those damn sirens again. Yeah, but they yeah. put like a, it, they, like a different effect on them. Like they yes. were the exact oh, yeah. sirens. It's updated, like, you know. But I it's, knew. It's the throwback yes. to the sirens <laughs> of Rogue One. They've got to put them in because so many people complained that they were yep. never in the movie. Like they've yep. got to be in this now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next up, Blonde starring. Ah, oh, dang it. I was going to try and get him to say the voice. The g -g -g ghost and disappeared. Then he but then he disappeared. Explain what's happening. The they name. don't see this. Oh, is a video. I didn't see him. Oh, wait till he talks. Mud. Oh, that's what you should have done. Okay, wait. Oh, he's still. Okay, so he's still working on his laptop. Uh, he's still getting set up. Oh, there we go. Hello? Hey. Hi, Arch. Oh, hey, You're Art Aronson. Art, say her name, please. Whose name? The only woman whose name you say really creepily. Anna D'Armas? Okay, there we go. Yep, Blonde. <laughs> oh, the oh, Anna, Anna. D'Armas movie. Uh, it'll be on Netflix uh, September 28th. That's our next thing in coming soon. But hello, Art. Nice to see you again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tell us about yourself. Oh, it feels like it's been forever. Ghost! <laughs> that's, why, oh that's why we've been wanting them to come back. <laughs> just so we can do that. I will say that I've had just a fantastic time listening to the last, I don't know how many pods it is now, 
whether I'm like going for a long walk in the dark, listening to you guys ramble on okay. about Thor. That was one of <laughs> okay. my favorite guys. <laughs> I'm um, so glad. From from your guys' like initial the the day after the opening screening of it to Brian coming in on the, the next Tuesday to give us his geeky stuff about it. It was that, that was top notch. I think that goes back to maybe our Avengers Endgame review. Like it was it was that good. And you guys like hit every single point I was thinking about too watching that movie. And I didn't watch the movie until last week. So I like it was fresh in my head. And then to hear you guys talk about it from weeks past, like it was fresh in your heads. It was it was just chef's kiss, guys. So Aww. I thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, retired broadcaster, stormtrooper now here. Hello. Thank you. Ah, so good to see you, buddy. So good. Is 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 this episode two hundred or no? Next time. Next, next, next time. Week. Yeah. You gotta yeah. come back for two hundred, dude. You gotta be there for two hundred. We're almost at two hundred. One more week. Yeah. Oh man, if we could go back and like find clips from episode one, I'm sure. Mm. Clips. We got the whole thing. It's very boring. <laughs> yeah, no, you okay. think that's the point of a podcast is that we can actually go back and. <laughs> I feel like it was like we were all just flying off the seat of our pants. Not that we don't do that now, but then it was just at at its uh, infancy was just probably it's probably great to go back and listen to that, or not great, obviously, to go back and listen to that. So are you into this blonde movie, Art? I like that trailer. Yeah, it felt very like noir, you know, like it's. It hit all the notes I think it had to do. There was it was very teaserish, and Anna de Armas looks like she like as soon as you heard her speak, I thought it was like wow she is she's like a whole another character. She is Marilyn Monroe here because mm. she's a ve- she's a very Spanish you know she's she is the Spanish she speaks Spanish so her accent is that way. But I did not hear that when I heard her speak in this. Uh, trailer i don't know if you guys got the same thing when you watched it i've heard that like the like estate of marilyn monroe have had to come out and defend this casting because like people are angry about it and like specifically what? they were mad about her voice and they're like oh, yeah. this is terrible and the estates had to come out and say you know that they support her in this role role ah, good ridiculous I didn't, I didn't get that at all that that smells like prejudice i don't um. i don't I don't like I don't like that take at all. The off. whole Marilyn Monroe thing to me is weird. Was it Paul that was yelling a few podcasts ago about like if you go into a diner with a picture of Marilyn Monroe, it's like let's leave. Like, <laughs> yes. like I don't know. I guess there's that that nostalgia for it, and you know the when Elvis does nostalgia movie become cliche and, though. Yeah, so I mean it'll be interesting. It's also interesting to think like if they're making this movie about Marilyn Monroe now for people that are in there, what? late 70s bud <laughs> yeah sure late um, 70s but like that. i don't know 60s or 70s who are they gonna make these like movies about when we're old like who is it yeah. is it gonna be like chris Harry pratt Styles. it's gonna be chris pratt the, the worst chris colon the worst chris question oh, mark man. i don't know i'm so glad that you said harry uh, styles now- paul <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me let me explain a thing now. Brian uh, said to me uh, that uh, I say I, 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 evidently I bring up to him Harry Styles in a way that makes him uh, reminiscent of the way Art brings up Anna de Armas, which is uh, 
Okay, Brian. Brian, okay. It's fun. Uh, it's fun. You have a crush. It's okay. <laughs> I've said like multiple times. It was so funny as you said that because I this weekend I said so many times to somebody, I would have sex with Harry Styles. I, <laughs> I would have <laughs> sex with Harry Styles. If Harry Styles wanted to have sex with me, I would say, okay, hairstyles, hairstyles, okay. Let's have sex. Yeah, 100%. Um, so you're not far off, Brian. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I, no, it's true. It's just like, that's more of an in, indictment on the diners themselves, though, Kirsten. I just feel like <laughs> if you got Marilyn Monroe and that's who you're like leaning on oh, for your here. nostalgia, it's like, <laughs> you're not going to fry me a decent egg. There's no way. Hey, <laughs> no that's, it's just a big red flag, is all. But I agree, too. It's just like, you know, as much as you wait for someone as iconic as a Marilyn Monroe, maybe that was it, though, right? We waited all this time because there was no one who really presented themselves to the zeitgeist who could, you know, capture the look, the feel, the voice, the everything of this very, very famous person. Um, and so now here comes Anna DeArmas, who I agree is doing a phenomenal job and has got everything it takes. But... It's just like, okay, and I guess we'll get, we'll just squeeze a little bit of ticket money out of the, you know, the, the, like the, the, the last of the generation before they die who would care about Marilyn Monroe truly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, don't you think? It's, it's like, true. Who, yeah, no, I agree. I suppose. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who really cares about Marilyn Monroe now, aside from people who maybe were alive when she was very popular? No, but you know what? That's not true. There's, there is a segment. You go over to a lot of girls' houses, and you see a lot of framed pictures of Marilyn Monroe and Aubrey Hepburn. Mm. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Audrey. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to know what? I take it all back. I think this will do just fine. Because <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily think that they always like the the filmmakers are always like have are in the mindset that this is for people that are Marilyn Monroe fans. It's just that the people think that or the the filmmakers think that Marilyn Monroe has a story worth telling, and right. the story, the way in which they're telling this story, seems very not different, but like they're telling it mm. in a very stylistic fashion. So um, I think. It, that is well, like I think it maybe started with that, though. You know, there are people I'm sure that were Marilyn Monroe fans or own diners with her pictures that can't fry an egg, apparently, um, <laughs> wow. that are looking forward to seeing it. But, uh, but I don't think it's for them necessarily. Hmm. It's also getting an NC 17 rating. Oh, that's right, too. Ooh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Gonna be on, this was yeah, going to be on my heart. It's going to be up on Arts Continue Watching for a while. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll tell you, they, they could have given an NC-17 rating to that Deep Water, I think it was called. Yeah. And Affleck and Anadarmus. Uh, I won't watch that movie again. Oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Certainly not in front of my big picture windows. That was what happened to me. Has Remember there that? been any movie that's gotten an NC-17 rating that wasn't because of sexual content? Question. I think that's what that's for. No, I think is you guys specifically the thing what is that's like for. All the, huh? What's that, Brian? That you're, you know, that, I'm sorry. Following up to your, your statement, is, is, do you think that's specifically what it's for? Is for sexual content? Like yeah, you what else would swear it be like, enough to get it? No, well, I was no. thinking extreme <laughs> violence, but but exactly. then like war movies wall to wall swears and violence. You're not getting an NC-17. It's I think it is absolutely about the sex stuff, right? Hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you, I think was the last like big movie that was NC 17. Eyes Wide Shut wasn't even NC 17. It was Showgirls. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go, movie. You're gone and completely redeemed yourself. 
10 tickets. Ten, wow. 10 tickets to Netflix, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, Paul dropped this into the cue sheet with no fanfare. And I sort of, I was putting together the cue sheet. I haven't even watched it. I just put it in the cue sheet. And, and, then, and then I watched it. And I was like, whoa. It's a movie coming to theaters September 23rd called Don't Worry Darling. Has Pew Pew, the Florence Pew, the, the Pew Bear, I guess you call her, um, yeah. in this. I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, it feels like a, I don't know, like a Stepford, but not robots, uh, WandaVision, yeah. but mm-hmm. not interdimensional, controlled, fake sort of neighborhood with Chris Pine as your main bad guy and it's like everything is kind of fake and and Florence Pugh's character is finding this out through throughout the trailer and uh, it looks like a wild psychological thriller that I am quite interested in now. Ooh. Oh, same, dude. Same. It looked so good. And uh, yeah, interesting premise. From what I know, original idea. I don't know, bud. Did you do any digging? Is it like based on a book or something? No, I didn't, didn't do any digging. Okay, well, great. And then, and then, like, uh, holy hell, what a cast! Yeah, like wild, wildly talented cast. Oh, and, and, and Olivia Wilde is—I mean, not only starring in it, but directs it. <laughs> yeah, <she did>. yeah. <laughs> Immediately when you said wildly, wildly talented, I was like, oh, you're going, you're coming up with an, an Olivia Wilde pun. And no, then Bud took the ball no. and ran with it. Sorry, you know I it didn't. It was very good. It was very good. I, th- I, I appreciate that, and I thank you all so much. But I, my brain is not connecting those dots these days. Like today in a group chat, I made a joke about Jay Z thanking you for your patronage to Title because I got like two buddies who use Title, and um, and then my, my one friend uh, uh, wrote back in a text, uh, "You're far too kind." Do you get that? I'm Does anyone get that? Sure, it's a Jay Z reference. Ryan, Jay Z reference. Do you get the reference? Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. You're far Art, too Oh yeah, Jay Z. I think in one of his one of his. Songs. Oh yeah, that yeah. song. Yeah. Thank thank you. You. I don't know encore. Encore. It's an encore. Yeah. He's yeah. like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too. I didn't get the joke. I didn't get the joke until someone sent like a gif about it later. <laughs> and then the other buddy was mad that I didn't get it. Anywho, oh, I'm not connecting these dots. Great. Olivia Wilde directed it. Harry Styles is in it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we, did you guys already talk about Harry Styles being in like every Marvel movie going forward or something like that? That's coming, That's up. coming up. But, yeah. but first... But, uh, we- oh. but, this, but this movie does look very, very good. I have been... like, Yeah, it's been nice to see the uh, Florence Pooh's um, uh, trajectory. Nice to see her in some Marvel stuff and getting some big, big recognition and blobby blue. But uh, I, I'm waiting for like another tour de force performance like she gave in Midsummer. That's what I like out of my Florence Pugh. So this looks like excited. that. Eh? This does look like that. Yeah, this is giving her something to really work with. And again, playing off of these like incredible other actors. I'm pumped for this. Nice. All right. Next up. <laughs> One of the three Pinocchio movies we have uh, coming up this year, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, on Netflix in December. Only slightly creepy looking. Oh no! Oh no! Is this is this the one we've been waiting for? Is this like? The one? Yeah, I'm waiting for so. the Polly Shore one myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio. John John Tom Hanks says Geppetto. Is that is that the one? Yeah, no, is that this one. This one's not that one, is it? 
Oh, because that's the one I think everyone's waiting for. Yeah, this one's Netflix because the, the the Geppetto, the Tom Hanks Geppetto one, is going to Disney Plus, of course. Um, yeah, oh no, that makes sense. Yeah. What's going on? Like, is Pinocchio in the free market? What's yeah, did happening? it did it follow the Winnie the Pooh and fall into public domain? It must have. And then that the whiny version of Pinocchio. Oh god, oh, I can't even believe it. Okay, moving on. Oh, did Pinocchio do that too? Is no, it in- we're we're pondering that. Yeah, we don't know. But uh-huh. sounds like, I mean, it kind of sounds like it with the way everything's going. Paul passed along a clip it of She Hulk colon attorney at law. Sort oh, of an extended hey, version bud. of something. Hi. Yeah, you, you don't need to say that I passed along. And in fact, I talked to Mary Harrison too. You don't need to say that you passed along. I bet you're real happy with yourself right now, aren't you? That's great. I no, I didn't talk to Mary, but I would love to know how she feels about it because I didn't realize it. I didn't catch it was you were doing it last week. And then I listened back to last week's podcast and it was like every single item. I was like, Yes, 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 get it, get it, get it, Mary Harrison. How funny. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Anyways, thanks, Mary. How did you feel about <laughs> So, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, this will be a nine-episode Marvel series starting in 15 days on August 17th on Disney+. And this was uh, an extended scene from something that we've seen in the trailers a couple times. But uh, hmm. Bruce uh, going over what it's like to be a Hulk. Neat. Fun scene. Thanks for passing along, Paul. Okay, you guys. I, uh, I, liked, I liked the Hulk. My favorite. End of sentence? Okay, good. There are and? people that um, are upset that she's breaking the fourth wall. Uh, Come on! Yeah. Isn't that from the comics? It, it is from the comics, yeah. Everything. But like, they're like, oh, that should be Deadpool sing only. But oh, just I saw a few it. other clippets. Uncultured swine. I guess. I saw a few other clippets where she does break the fourth wall, and some of those scenes look really funny. I'm kind of sad that that I, uh, I spoiled them for me, but hashtag I'm weak. <laughs> I love well, it. so truly, it's like if it's in the comics and, and they want to do it in the show, then it just makes sense. People are so oh god, yeah. whiny babies. Yep. Um, but um, I like the Hulk, my favorite. And someone said to me the other day, someone said, um, "I don't really go in for those Marvel movies so much." And I said, um, "I like the Hulk, my favorite." And so I'm excited about this TV show. And you know, it was weird to me. I was on, uh, I guess it was Disney Plus last night, just like, you know, cruising around. And they had this thing. It was like, uh, you know, they put things in categories. And this category was um, my favorite. If you've got Hulk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <but laughs> the category was if you've got some time. And then they had this thing. It was like the Hulk collection of the MCU. Mm-hmm. But like, it didn't have Incredible some- Hulk. Yeah, so you don't have Incredible Hulk. Yeah, one standalone Hulk movie, and then I guess what? Like the other Avenger movies that the Hulk is in? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Like, why, where's... What? Ridiculous. It wouldn't take that long to watch that. What if you've got some time? <laughs> it should. That should be... Like, the Hulk stuff should be front and center, though. You know, pumping this She-Hulk show. That's right. I, I will say something that I, I think maybe the one thing you guys didn't mention about Thor Love and Thunder was... It was missing Mark Ruffalo from Thor Ragnarok, I thought. Very true, actually. He was a huge part of Ragnarok. You're right. Yeah, and he really he really like added to a lot of the humor in that that I don't I think Natalie Portman had to like 
do a mm-hmm. little bit too much for her character, and I think it was missing Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk. He's yeah, uh, Mark Ruffalo is a better ad libber. Um, those ad lib scenes with him between him and Chris Hemsworth were they were a lot better received. I feel. I have to yeah. apologize in advance, Paul. I am dropping the ball on these F8s. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, did I do one even for this? And so I did it and moved it. <laughs> okay, so it's not Paul's fault that uh, there are uh, timing cues missing every week. It's your fault, is it? Okay, great. Not every week, because I don't record every week. Oh, fair enough. Right. And I, I actually don't think I miss any. Now, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, just the once a week, Paul. Yeah, but things I miss ones, but uh, I don't think so. Now, um, uh, yeah, you know what, Art? That's actually a very good point. And I think that, like, um, oh, we're not done doing a postmortem on uh, Love and Thunder. You know what I mean? That'll I think that'll be a movie that we keep visiting and visiting. And that exact thing of comparing it to Ragnarok, which we did a lot, is what's, like, that's in every conversation I had with friends over the weekend about, like, that when that movie came up, it was that exact thing. It was like, Nazga's Ragnarok, Nazga's Ragnarok. And... And that's a really good point, actually. That's one we didn't touch on. But yes, an absence of a Ruffalo was definitely felt. And it's 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 in my head because last night I was listening to that pod and listening to your guys' review of Thor, Love, and Thunder. And I was like, the only thing they haven't talked about is how he is missing. And I think, Brian, I think you nailed it on the head there when you're talking about Adlis. Mark Ruffalo, of course, is way better at that than mm-hmm. Natalie Portman. And that's... Maybe what they were hanging their hat on for yeah. it's, it's Thunder. I the, liked, by the way. I liked that movie. They just, it w- obviously would just wouldn't have made narrative sense to all of a sudden he's there with. No, no. But. No, of course not. You can't just make the same movie over and over again either with the same cast. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, Goldblum wasn't there either, right? Of course, of course, of course. It's mm-hmm. just like they just nailed it so hard in Ragnarok. It, it was a tough act to follow. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up, Cars on the Road, a nine-episode Pixar series starting September 8th, which is Disney Plus Day. So a, a mini-series of Lightning Queen and Mater traveling cross-country to go to Mater's sister's wedding. Looks adorable. Honestly. This looks like actual full episodes, hey? It's like, yeah, cause I think so. I saw the Baymax thing, and those are like maybe 11-minute episodes, just like really short, uh, short film style. And then the same thing with the Doug uh from from up like the dog from up um but this looks like the actual full episodes with arcs and stuff each episode has like its own arc maybe they're like 20 to 30 minutes so yeah this does look like it has some substance there's a lot going on bunch mm-hmm. of new characters bunch of new locales um yeah i think the opportunities are are good to have a solid series here not solid spirit halloween the movie in theaters this fall makes sense this is about the store if it was truly truly in the spirit of the store though it would have been in theaters in july (laughs) 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 right right Uh, christopher lloyd making like what looks like a a little bit of an extended glorified cameo as spooky man who haunts the store (laughs) yep um hilarious i i don't know i think where, where's this thing going bud what do you in mean theaters? down into the dumps what do you mean where is it going uh, the, theaters you said yeah oh yeah theaters oh no no yeah theaters 
Oh my gosh. So I don't know. Maybe we might get a gentle minions thing going on here where like TikTok teens thinks hilarious and goes. Or maybe this thing will bomb, om, 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 om. I'm sorry, Christopher Lloyd aside, this thing looks absolutely horrendous. I, th- I think the child actors are giving their all. Like, I was like, oh, oh good. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard type, but not Finn Wolfhard. That's again. it. That's exactly it. It's like, okay, everybody, do your best Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but not them. So, oh, who knows? How funny. Maybe it'll become a Halloween classic. Look, no one thought very much of Ernest Scared Stupid, but now we watch it every year. <laughs> Just like Die Hard. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once has returned to theaters with a new intro from the Daniels and eight minutes of outtakes. Um, That's really cool. Obviously a movie that should be appreciated on the big screen. Would you not agree, Brian? I do agree. And like, yeah, this is a good movie to return to theaters that didn't get its morbid timed. (laughs) (laughs) it's returning for a legitimate reason coming back to theaters for legitimate purposes everything everywhere all at once love it next up the mario kart 8 deluxe booster course pass wave two wave two of six will be in two days august 4th so those of us who have mario kart 8 deluxe uh, we can either have paid 33 Canadian dollars to get all the waves, or if we have the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack, it will just show up in two days. Uh, I'm very excited for this one. Uh, one brand new course, the uh, the Sunday course. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, the rest of them have been repurposed from other courses. Oh, um, but it looks great. I'm so pumped to play new Mario Kart. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, so like good. like new movies and like new TV shows. Sometimes I try as much as much as possible to forget about things. So I haven't actually played Mario Kart in a little while because you know, <laughs> my kids are playing other things on the on the console, and I haven't just like, generally haven't really touched my cons like the uh, my Nintendo Switch in a while. And then the other day, I was like, oh, it's like summertime. We probably have some new Mario Kart uh, courses. Well, so you- I went on. And I was like, yeah, this is great. I love it because now I don't have to wait and then realize there's no new courses and then saw an ad that it's not until <laughs> next week. And I was like, oh, oh now I got to do that thing where I got to wait seven days. <laughs> what a terrible thing. Thought I, I hate that. Yeah. Finally and coming soon, we have a date for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. That'll be November 4th on the Roku channel. Hands up who gets the Roku channel. Bud's going to watch it at his friend's place. <laughs> that's it that's exactly it but you couldn't hear but guys hands are a, a mostly a visual thing but nobody raised their hands up uh, <laughs> so none of us there's five people on the zoom and the on the podcast and no one zero uh zero out of five hands come on this podcast on. is available in described video for the because it's a podcast <laughs> yeah no of course not nobody's got roku yeah but at home you also didn't raise your hand <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is available and described life because nobody has Roku. <laughs> because nobody has Roku. So uh, how great! Um, I can't wait to steal it, and then I'll che- I'll send Weird Al a check for like seven dollars. Do it. That's a good. That's a great plan. Good plan. Yeah, because no one has. My friend uh, on the weekend told me a story that he was in a casino in Las Vegas in the 1990s, and he saw Weird Al playing slots, and he went up to him. He was a child at the time. Went up to Weird Al and said, "Hey, Weird Al," and Weird Al was so friendly. Of course he was. And this they said guy, to him, 
that yeah, and and they said to him, uh, "Hey, Weird Al, we love what you did on Much Music, right? Like kids, they don't know, mm-hmm. they don't know." And Weird Al immediately was like, "Oh, you're Canadian, very cool." Yeah, yeah. Oh, Much Music, right? <laughs> well done, well done. Right, because because he would do that thing so where he would do he would do Al music. He'd take over Much Music for a whole day, and it was yeah, those were amazing. Incredible. Yeah, those were like some of the best sketch comedy I think I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Like so good and. Um, and then he would do a similar thing in the States too. He would like take over MTV and do Al TV. Also, phenomenal. I should look some of those up because I never saw any of the MTV ones, obviously. But then, you know, then you see Weird Al spliced together interviewing a very young Avril Lavigne about right. things. It's just like the, the MTV ones have got to be just as good. I should find them oh. on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure they're amazing. And what's wild too, as far as I know, none of the two were the same. Like he did <sighs> fully like the Al music for Canada was wholly original, completely different from what he did on Al TV for the States for MTV. What a ridiculous like, talent. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm so excited. You want to know what? Also, I'm, I just bumped it up. I'm sending him $8 now. I'm going to send him $8 in an envelope. He'll really appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. well done. <laughs> That's great. All right. Geek News proper. Sadly, we lost Nichelle Nichols at the age of 89, heart failure. Um, and of course, she was Lieutenant Uhura in Star Trek and the film sequels. And I mean, from 1977 till 2015, she volunteered uh, to promote NASA programs and recruit diverse astronauts, um, including women and ethnic minorities. So cool, so great, such a, a powerful figure to uh, to look up to. Um, real shame. I'm, a, I'm not going to repeat all the things, um, obviously, that have been said about Nichelle Nichols uh, for actually the last 50, 60, 70 years. Yeah. Like, just, you know, since she arrived on the screen, people have been saying, like, what a trailblazer and what an icon and what an, an important role. Um, okay, I'll repeat one thing. The uh, the thing how, like, she was going to bounce after season one of Star Trek, oh. but, um, like, Gene Roddenberry begged her to stay, which I think is really, like, quite interesting. Even if Roddenberry was like, oh, okay, you know, it's, no, it's very important that we have this black representation on the show you know so many other creators i feel like or or with other actors maybe would just be like okay you know if you have to leave that's fine and you know we're, we're just gonna hire someone else who's like you uh we'll, we'll you know get another black actress it's such a good role you know there'll be lots of people lining up to to play this part but no he like went to her on a human level and begged her to stay because i guess he believed in you know very specifically what she brought to that role which was absolutely the right move. And then, of course, there's a more famous story about how she received, like, a piece of fan mail from Dr. Martin Luther King, who was like, I heard you're thinking about leaving the show. Please don't. You mean so much to, you know, me and to this movement, the civil rights, this how important representation is. And then I think I saw one of the most heartfelt tweets, or the one, of course, that everyone loved to share on the news over the weekend was uh, um, um, King's... Uh, daughter, uh, Beatrice King, I'm pretty sure is her name, uh, did a tweet about how um, representation matter, but excellence in representation matters even more. And certainly, Nichelle Nichols brought that excellence to her, uh, and um, she was great. Uh, another fun, really quick little story I heard as well is that um, her, as the communications officer, 
was number four in command on the Enterprise. Whoa. So yeah. cool. So would have gone like Kirk, I guess Spock. Yeah. Number one wasn't there for most of the show, so not number one. Um, who would it next be, bud? Who takes command after that? Like the engineering it's like Scotty? Scotty? Scotty, maybe? Yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty put in some sea time for sure. And then Uhura. I didn't realize that. Wow. Apparently she didn't either. Like it was sometime in the second season someone mentioned that to her and she's like, Oh really? <laughs> like that's gentleman. really like, that's amazing. Yeah. So um yeah, gosh, what a what an icon. All right. Maya Bialik and Ken Jennings are officially co-hosts of Jeopardy. So what a what a bouncy, wavy, all caps and roller coaster this whole thing has been. But let's hope that there is some settle now in the Jeopardy hosting role. Yeah, but did this would this did this just happen because everyone was mad at Maya Bialik like a few months ago about something because she read the questions wrong? So now there's two of them. And it happened on the 27th of July. No, I know, but like, wasn't she announced? Like, I thought she was announced as the host, and everyone was like, "Yep, this is it. She's the host now." But now they've gone back, and they're like, "Well, Ken Jennings is back." Wait a minute, didn't Ken Jennings? Oh no, that was Lavar Burton. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I believe because of my Bialik's schedule, she was sort of like an official guest host. To uh, Ken Jennings's main host hostness, I think she was going to do like yeah, she the, was just going to do like things, the tournament of champions, yeah, the turn the special shows like the tournaments yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, and <laughs> also because as such, you know, vis a vis, yeah, it was some yeah it's like um it it's a, yeah it was, a, it was some stupid thing where like they were going to invent like a prime time special that would happen once in a while that's and then right. like i don't know what what happened to that idea no one had interest in it like that's not what jeopardy is shush be quiet don't do that and you know it's like it's a bummer when this happens and it seems to always happen when you get like someone who is so iconic as alex trebek and the passing of the torch to the next host of a show like this needs to be treated like uh, ultra thin Fabergé egg, okay? So gently, with so much care and attention. And instead, they're just like, they're treating it like it's a, like an extra thick football. Some, but, 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 I don't know. I, I guess the producer gets to be it. He wants to be it. So just how about that guy that nobody likes? Oh, whoops. He did a racism or a misogynism on a podcast. Whoops. Fumble, fumble, fumble. No right? Duck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, hey. Hey, we just spent a year telling you how important Trebek is to us. And now you're going to do this? It was the same thing with Johnny Carson, these friggin' idiots. Right, Johnny Carson's, I'm going to retire. Everyone's like, okay, well, better handle with care. Better get Letterman in there. But, you know, nice and easy. Oh, nah, nah, Leno, I guess. Leno, Leno, everyone hates him, but who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, just these examples of just, like, no respect for these iconic people who we just, like, love. Give their entire careers to their shows and means so much to the culture and we're just like whoops okay, anyways first off I was I was wondering where you're going with that football analogy but yeah it worked fumble worked I'll give you <laughs> sports uh, it was it was more of a handling with care analogy about oh, being they they have royally butchered this. I will say that, but 
I still don't know how, even though they butchered it, I'm not sure exactly how uh, it could be done better, if that makes any sense. You know, like find someone and just stick with that person. Boom. I think that's that's the only way I would have gone differently than what they did. Yeah. I don't Still know. has to be the right person, though. Yeah. 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 And as much as I do like having a woman in the role of, as, um, um, uh, you know, as your, your host, someone who's got a past, you know, as both Blossom and Big Bang Theory, like, pff, I don't know. I don't know if that's a right fit. So was there no other women who were in? Like, like, as a matter of fact, there was a woman that Trebek himself, like, said. Like, of course, people were asking him. It was as, as soon as, like, the single first gray hair sprouted on his head, you know everyone was just like, who's going to replace you, Alex? <laughs> right? And and so, like, he, there was a point where he did say, like, oh, I would really love a woman to replace me. And, in fact, there's this one presenter. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if she's, like, a sports broadcaster or what it is. You can look it up. But he said, you know, I think she's great, and I think she's got what it takes. And again, once again, no one listened to Johnny Carson about how Letterman should just take the take the Tonight Show, and no one listened to Trebek about who should do the job. The guy who knows the job better than anybody are hand delivering you the right choice, and you just are like, I guess, um, duh, the producer. Like it's just so dumb. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. So dumb. And and even beyond that, even if you're going to ignore Trebek's advice. At the start of this thing, there were two obvious choices. LeVar Burton, yep. Ken Jennings. Yep. Choose LeVar Burton and get Ken Jennings to fill in when you need. But this whole stupid thing of like milking it, and guest hosts and everything else. Okay. I, yeah. I'm sorry if I'm spinning wheels here, but this is so disrespectful to the memory of Alex Trebek. And I'm sorry as well. Like these people are both doing a fine job, but neither of them are like bringing what Alex, like not even a tenth of what Alex brought to this this role you're so. the most passionate jeopardy fan on this entire podcast possibly block planet or universe and uh that passion is appreciated because yeah it's it's neat that they did this but uh, you know at what cost through all of the little fumbles that brought us here they, to they, what end? yeah they fumbled it I, I guess you probably couldn't have foreseen the idiot producer putting himself in there and getting into so much trouble after that. But the idea of like guest hosts and trying to find someone who kind of sparked interest, I don't think that was, it, it, it turns out it hasn't worked out that well, but I don't think yeah. that was a horrible idea. I think they've gotten a little unlucky. That's no, they you're, also you're right. did. Yeah. You, you may be right about that. And, you know, on the other hand, too, it's like maybe making a big deal of it, of being like, well, certainly no one person could fill in for Trebek. I mean, maybe there's a level of respect there. But anyways, uh, I'm sorry. It's it, Yeah, it is just such a fumble, and I, and I hate it. And um, I, it, for everyone who hates me, I, I'm leaving in six minutes anyways. So I'll, I won't be talking on this podcast after that. Everyone else can talk. <laughs> And uh, when Paul leaves, he'll be immediately replaced by Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, boy. All right. So the article is why retroactively editing Stranger Things would be the beginning of a worrying TV trend. And absolutely, this sort of comes from uh, bug patches in, in games where developers can go in and fix things that went sort of sideways. Uh, there was an, inter an interview with uh, the Duffer Brothers uh, in Variety where they talk about... Um, 
George Lucasing. Like, you know, here's what uh, I think. I think what we're going to do is we'll go and George Lucas it to sort of retcon and and, and retroactively fix, uh, you know, something uh, that a fan had discovered. Um, later, it came out and they they tweeted, no scenes from previous episodes or from previous, no scenes from previous seasons have ever been cut or re-edited and they never will be. Because the backlash uh, to this was um, swift and violent. And But th I think the point of the article is, Genie's kind of out of the bottle. What are the chances that this will still happen, if not with Stranger Things, than with some other show? And what do we think about that? So just to back up, what happened, like you said, it is like you described it, but it was a rumor started going around that they had edited an episode in the first season where Jonathan Byers, if you go back and watch it, he's like taking photos of um, Natalia Dyer. What's her character's name? Why can't I think of it? Su Susan. I don't know. I want to call her Susan. Um, what's her name? No one remembers this right thing. Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, thank you. Uh, he's, he's creepily taking Nancy. photos of Nancy, like taking off her shirt and, and like things like that. So people thought that the Duffer brothers had gone back and edited that scene out to make his character less creepy. Um, th that started a huge rumor on TikTok and everyone was like, I went and I watched it and that scene wasn't there anymore. And it wasn't true. And so that's why in that article, they're like, we haven't done this. What they did edit, which kind of needed to be done, which was like a fan found out and it was a plot hole mm -hmm. is that in the most recent season when they go to the roller rink um the camera with a date it says is like april or march 22nd or something like that and it may. had already been may thank you it had already been set up in canon that that was will buyer's birthday and so uh. everyone was like they just ignored it was his birthday they were, his best friend was there and like they just ignored that it was his birthday the whole time so they went back and edited i think just the date so that it was not his birthday so it de he doesn't have horrible friends that forget his birthday i think that's an innocent like an innocent way you know an innocent retcon there um i wish they would go back and maybe take out like 20 minutes of the final season's last episode. <laughs> <laughs> the only retcon editing I wish they would do. Different deal, different deal. Because the thing they're really, they're, they're placating to the, uh, to the genius, the guy in the genius at work shirt, right? Like the, they're yeah. basically is like, okay, you, you caught, you caught that this, uh, uh, was it scratchy's rib has two notes instead of one or whatever. Um, in the Itchy and Scratchy video yeah. game, when Itchy plays Scratchy oh, skeleton like a xylophone, he hits the same the rib uh, two successive times, but they make uh, clearly different tones. <laughs> what are we supposed to believe? This is some kind of a magic xylophone? Oh, I mean, really, it's like, I hope somebody got fired for that one. And that's who they're catering to in this <laughs> scenario. My only thing, so like, I... I honestly don't care because i haven't gone as far as to like buy the dvd of like strange so if i i don't own the physical property like of like a stranger things dvd box set where and and it doesn't matter because like if i want to revisit stranger things I, I clearly don't care enough i was very very happy at the time that i had a copy uh, a vhs copy of et where they were pointing shotguns at the kids riding bikes <laughs> and not radios 
because uh, that was the thing that was like something that uh, was edited during Amazing. the uh, the 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 bike chase scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like after, like how I don't remember this. Like how how long after the release did they change that? The ET thing. Yeah. They changed it. I think so. When did ET come out? Two thousand two. I think it was. The yeah, it was like early two thousands. They changed yeah. that. Wow. Whereas, like, somebody took a look at the the chase scene and was like, "Oh, these cops are pointing guns at kids," so yeah. they changed it so they digitally put radios in their hands, <laughs> waving radios around. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I I don't want people to go back and edit things and like change my childhood because, like, that's interesting. If I go back and and ET is a huge part of my like zeitgeist, and to go back and years later have it not be the guns and be like having to explain like but when i was a child these were guns like i don't know <laughs> i like but and then i'm kind of thinking of just like historically things like in tv like the episode of the office where it's like halloween and someone shows up in blackface right oh but that was a christmas it, episode yeah and the christmas christmas oh yeah that makes sense yeah of course yeah. it was um but like they edited that out, but isn't it like that was it, the joke though, right? Like, yeah, they that's edited what, like, out the the actual joke. That thing that's making you laugh is how shocking it was that Dwight's uh, assistant or whatever actually did that and was walking through the parking lot and then got the text of saying "Don't come up." Yeah, like I don't know, and that I mean, I know I I don't know how to feel about stuff like that because you know we should be more sensitive and we shouldn't you know cause any more trauma to any of those communities but like do we need to go back is that something we need to do i don't know in the edgy and scratchy cd-rom is there a way to get out of the dungeon without using the wizard's key um thank you kirsten for that uh the great description of the initial harry styles has signed a five movie deal with marvel studios i'm so glad i didn't leave yet i I was about to say like what are you still doing here where is my mb alec (laughs) 100 million dollars to teeny tiny spoilers for the eternals movie uh revise his character of eros one hundred five grades. How good? He's an icon. I've had sex. I would have sex with him if he wanted to. He's so good. <laughs> it's a good Freudian slip right there. Now <laughs> is no Freudian slip. Is that a slip? I just said it. I just said it out loud. Uh, Harry Styles is wonderful. I'm in love with him. Uh, he's very talented. Hey, have you all ever heard the cover he does of Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel? It's incredible. It's incredible. Kind of going to speed around the rest of these things. This this last, these last, I don't know, this one I find very silly, but the headline is fans call for Marvel Black Panther 2 boycott after, quote, biggest attack in MCU history. Oh, and apparently what? there are a bunch of uh, fans who are angry that T'Challa isn't being uh, recast. Well, you probably shouldn't call them fans. Yeah, I suppose. For a boycott. Yes. But no, not, not not you, but like the, the, the article writer. Um, but yeah, there, it's just the 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 argument was that oh, do you ca-? and we had this argument as as well. We had this discussion. That's true. Like, yeah. Do you recast T'Challa, or do you uh, do you let him die? Like, do you not recast him? Both moves are being made out of respect. Um, so just Which because these, quote I, fans don't seem to have. Well, so like I was on the recast him um, train. 
I, oh. I was very much like, I was like, we should recast him. Actually, we should recast him with John David Washington because mm. he's Denzel oh. Washington's son. And Denzel Dang, Washington was the reason that uh, that um, Chadwick Boseman got to go to Howard because he paid uh. for his like semesters or something at Howard. And uh, there's a so great, cool. you know, sentimental connection there. And um, John David Washington would do great as T'Challa. And it would be carrying on the legacy that Chadwick Boseman built. Ryan Coogler and the writers of Black Panther 2 or Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, have decided to not go that route. I'm not going to write my own fucking script for it. So I'm just going to watch the movie and, <laughs> you know, appreciate what they did. Because either way, it would have been out of respect for Chadwick Boseman. I, and I also was team recast. And I feel like a lot of these fans, quote unquote, that are yelling about this have a lot of valid points. And like one of the most valid was that um, that Chadwick Boseman also knew that this role was bigger than himself mm -hmm. and it meant so much and it shouldn't rest on one person's hunches or mm -hmm. laurels or I don't know, rest on the thing. Yeah, and shoulders, so, I think is probably... shoulders, hunches, laurels, bums definitely shoulders i think we're um yeah. but like i and so like i do agree with that but like it's it's silly now that they're like boycott the movie because it's done it's the movie's done it's filmed this is the choice that was made yeah, like ridiculous. brian said they were both done out of respect for chadwick this is the direction they decided to go so there you go and wait and also technically did they recast black panther i mean kind of because there's like still a black panther it's just maybe going to be well let, that leads to our next story but let's let's have art yeah I, I i agree with you guys on the whole recasting but i i blame marvel a little bit for this and it's part of it's part our fault as people who you know invest and watch these movies is because of the formula and the way they pop out movies there's hasn't been there isn't a huge rest time between Black Panther movies and the appearance of T'Challa and Black Panther. I think, you know, Marvel was kind of under the gun to make this decision. And maybe if they thought about it a little bit longer, maybe they would have seen that it was, you know, like we were saying, it's bigger than it's bigger than Chadwick Boseman. Like this is T'Challa. This is a figure in Marvel history that is massive and it was a huge cultural um out breakout with uh you know with black panther in the first yeah but it's, it still does me. remain to be seen though whether like what this who knows maybe the way that they did it and when we see the movie maybe the we'll see that the way that they did it is like oh geez i don't think they could have done it anywhere else yeah, and i and i think you're right and i think you're right in that that's where this is a stupid story boycotting is not the answer here it's ridiculous no. absolutely ridiculous. it's it's one of those outrage things that is just out of control here uh yeah and ryan coogler i'm so happy so happy that he is like at the helm of this because i love everything that this guy does and he really understands uh what a big moment this is going to be this next movie because i mean the first movie of course was such a big moment as well and he crushed it you know like yeah i, I know you know maybe kirsten didn't love the first black panther movie but a lot of people did and it made you know, over a billion dollars. Like it was a massive cultural moment. And I think he understands that. And he understands what it means here to, to you know, carry on the Black Panther legacy, even though their star died tragically. Like this is, this is really big. And I'm glad that he's the guy to do it. So I trust him here. 
Speed round's going great. I'm going to really spend not a lot of time on this. Uh, the Lego, uh, once again, Lego uh, appears to reveal who will be taking up the Black Panther man mantle with uh, an upcoming oh. toy set. I did not look at this. Oh. I didn't read anything about this. I, I don't want to know. If you guys mm. want to talk about it or discuss it, I, I'm going to go away for a second. But uh, this just happened again. Happened last time with uh, Doctor Strange. Yes, Paul? Does anyone know? Did anyone look at this? Did anyone ruin it for themselves? I didn't look at this, but another uh, article that was oh, basically right. the same content used the thumbnail photo of said character, and I okay. was pretty and pissed. So? Yeah, you're, so you're you're pissed. Yeah, I like I. I, if if they revealed it in a trailer or whatever, it would have been like hashtag I'm weak. That's my own fault. But I would have loved to have waited uh, for that moment to be revealed. Yeah, uh, yeah. sorry that happened. And bro. you know it's who brutal. knows? Because Le Lego do make also they do make a lot of Lego sets that have characters that aren't in um, the movie. You know they because they still have licensing rights to Marvel characters, so they mm. they do make mm. different Lego sets, but. And this isn't the first time toys has ruined things. It's it's oh. a common thing. It's it's because of the production time of toys as well. Yeah. Right. They gotta so. work so far ahead and you can't it's such a you know, loose lips sink ships. Um, these things, their leaks are going to happen. Yeah. So like smart. Outrageous, kind outrageous, of however, outrageous. And like they should lose their licensing or something like that. Or I don't know, like huge penalties. It, like, like, come on, when you do the deal with Lego, obviously you want to do the deal with Lego and not duplex or whatever. Right. So I understand that. You don't want to like du du duplo. Lose duplo. Duplo. Yeah. Man. But Duplo is Lego, but just for babies. Yeah, I think Duplo. I think I think what I said was right. Oh my god! <laughs> Last week I said something and Bud corrected me, and I was adamant that I was right and he was wrong. I was like, "Go back, go back." Listen. Oh to what no! I said. Yeah, I remember that. I went back. I hit the skip back button so that you don't have to. Please believe me when I tell you that I was. So so exquisitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. You said how Ted right or something instead of another name? Or? Oh, who knows? Yeah, it was, yeah exactly. It was John, uh, John Krasinski, Krasinski, Tom Krasinski. Tom Krasinski, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think yeah. Tom Holland came up maybe or something That's like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's an easy mistake to make, but. Tom Krasinski but, is. <laughs> I was like, I was mad at you. I was like, how dare you say this to me? Why would I say the word Tom? I know what the words are. I know what names are. I hate you so much. But, like, I was outraged. Wow. Incident, and you, were, you couldn't have been more right. I couldn't have been more wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, will wow. say, I will say, Paul, I was listening and I didn't care enough to skip back. So, Ooh, okay, then. Ooh. That's, I think most people probably didn't care enough. Um, and But let me tell you now wow. Okay. Master P.S. in being a piece of trash. Anyways, okay. um, well, we can make up for it because my F8s have not been on point still. Jeez, here we go. Oh, oh, poor Paul. Show without the signals as to when the things change in the show. Oh, no one knows what F8s mean, but anyways, a little inside joke. P please just sit quietly while we make inside jokes to each other. Now, um, <laughs> what are we just talking about? We're trying to speed round is what we're trying to do. <laughs> no, okay, let me just say one thing about oh, this geez. and then I'll, I'll say next. What was say, say it again? What is it? Oh, toy companies. Yeah, obviously you want Lego and not duplex. Duplo? But uh, it's just like it should be part of the contract. It's like you spoil plot points, okay? And guess what? Huge fines. Huge yep. fines. Yep. That's what it should be. That's how it should be. Next. 
just a couple of um, activations at Comic-Con, which is now an old thing by now, but they, they recreated the Severance offices and um, House of the Dragon and a bunch of other ones. Just please go to the show notes and see some of these cool activations that they did at Comic-Con. I love it when they do these kinds of things. Oh my God, but I meant to tell you, I stayed at some guy's house on the weekend, never met him before, and then found out that he collects rare Legos and he had Optimus Prime Lego. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, dude, That's can I take cool. a picture of this? It's <laughs> pretty great. I'll send you the picture. It. it was rad. Cheers, please do. And finally, adorably, Iman Vellani argued with Ms. Marvel fans using a burner Reddit account, which A, <laughs> also everybody should do, but B, is adorable. Okay. We are on to reviews and recommendations, starting with Brian's 91 second movie review of DC League of Super Pets. Wait, before you do, I'll just say goodbye. Um, thanks, everyone. Thanks so much. You gotta go. Thanks, Polly. Bye. Uh, on the internet, um, mm, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm out there. Oh, I'm out there. You can find me. Yeah, Paul. What? What was that? Nice to see you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, come over to my house for barbecue this weekend. Why don't you? Well, okay. I'll get back to you on that one. Everyone sit quietly while we make barbecue plans. Else, please. Can we not? Yeah. Bye, Paul. <laughs> bye, I love y'all. Bye. bye. Wait, I'm going to hang around. I want to hear the super review. Oh. And now. A Zone at 91.3, 91 second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and. Action! When Superman and the rest of the Justice League are kidnapped, his best canine friend, Crypto the Superdog, teams up with a ragtag group of newly superpowered shelter animals to rescue the heroes. This is the plot of DC's League of Super Pets, which is a movie that caters quite perfectly to comic fans who also happen to be parents. While it's not a flawless addition to either the superhero genre nor family movies in general, it still has moments where it shines and is way more fun than DC's other film offerings. Kind of like the Lego Batman movie, DC League of Super Pets proves that if Warner Brothers and DC took themselves slightly less seriously, they could produce a movie that a broader audience would love. Where this film definitely excels is in its voice cast. Joining The Rock and Kevin Hart are Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Keanu Reeves, Mark Marin, Jemaine Clement, and so many more names that would take too much time to list off. Part of what I base a good vocal performance on is if I don't spend much movie time picturing the voice actors in their voice booths. And many of these actors I had no clue were in the cast until seeing their names in the credits, which in itself is a credit to their performance. And while the film itself is entertaining, I'd be lying if I called its story refreshing. DC League of Super Pets is pretty formulaic. It's ultimately a talking animal adventure storyline similar to The Secret Life of Pets. Coincidentally, another movie where Kevin Hart voices an animal. And while the film does have a few laugh out loud moments, the majority of these moments found their way into the promotional marketing material. Basically, most of what you were laughing at, you've already laughed at watching the trailer. Despite the cliche Secret Life of Pets type storyline, DC League of Super Pets is still a fun flick for the family that simply suffices more than it soars. Cut! That's a wrap! What? Tom Krasinski's in this? You can get all of Brian's 91 <laughs> second movie reviews at thezone.fm slash movies. Sorry, Paul. Love you, Paul. <laughs> love you. <laughs> love me, too. <laughs> I said love you, too. Oh. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, I'm pretty no, sure you said love me, too. Well, let's get back. That's a perfectly Paul thing to say. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, honestly. you know what? Here, put an F8, and I'll go back and edit it back in of me saying love, love me, me, too. too. <laughs> just, I'm not doing that. Now, leave it all. all right. Leave it all in there. That's very right, there with I agree with me, right, Paul? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why it's a perfect Paulism. That's great. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, gotta go, gotta go. Find me on the internet, everybody. Bye, bye, Paul. Bye, bye. I love y'all. There is nothing else on the cue sheet, but there is an art errands in here, and so we have to talk about The Boys Season 3. Yay! Wow. Finally, we've been waiting for you, man. 
Really? Tell us, what'd you think? You guys have been waiting for me for the boys. I I love last season. I love Eric Kripke and Jensen Ackles like playing with Supernatural fans. Like I, I, I absolutely love that. And a lot of people who haven't watched Supernatural won't understand some of the little nods that they're giving and i'm just i'm just i'm eating up every single little easter egg that they're pointing out there that's interesting because that's me i never watched supernatural i don't know any of these things that you're talking mm -hmm. about that's cool I yeah love and, that. The, and the fact that like soldier boy jensen ackle who plays uh soldier boy is like he's he's a talented singer too yeah so they're like using that as part of you know as as some of the plot points and some of the little things and voice he's got great pipes just a great voice delivery in general with that character yeah but as far as the show goes oh it is and i think brian said it in at least one just just how smart and meta it is it's just oh, yeah every single episode is just like they're bringing out something new in or something new but something something that we are something that is happening in pop culture that we're all you know yeah. a part of and they're just they're just bringing it to the screen and it's just so so good um have, have you guys talked any spoilers about it yet? we haven't talked no, we, any spoilers but it, it's funny because yeah. like now thinking about it and thinking about when i said that which was like maybe the first couple of episodes um a lot has happened and there's like so, so many much more happened, moments yeah. there but like i was even when I, I remember when i said that it was in and around the time that they went to that the sort of uh vaught version of like disneyland and there's oh, like so well all those mm -hmm. oh. yeah so good yeah like queen maves um what is it inclusivity corner or whatever there's like just like all these different things to to make it like look like oh it's you know, corporate pride or corporate, yeah. you know, uh, do good rainbow capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Oh, rainbow capitalism. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, just all of that, that happened. We, and then, yeah, so much has happened since even just the reverse Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was even, that was first episode, but, uh, yeah. What a, what an intro, right? First episode back in that happens. Yeah. Vatland is the place you're thinking of. Yeah. Vatland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the one? Okay. We are talking spoilers. We might as well go to the, the very big. F8 for spoilers. F8 for spoilers. He's please, Paul, gonna, please. Yeah, hopefully he's going to take all these F8 seriously. <laughs> spoiler! I'm right here! Spoiler! Thank you. Decision at the end. We're going right to the end, hey? To not kill off Homelander. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's the right decision to have his son side with him, to have Soldier Boy be what we all kind of thought he was going to be, the bad the bad guy. Mm -hmm. I just think it. I think it's so good, and I hope that Soldier Boy continues to be a part of this show. Do you guys think that he will be? I think maybe this might have been a one-off. Might be, yeah. Like, they, you know, think... they, they do their TV thing to leave it a little bit open. Yeah, I think that the, the probably big and back eventually is like the Deuce Ex Machina to finish the show because Could he be. takes away everyone's superpowers, right? Like, I think eventually that will maybe be how the entire show ends. But yeah, I don't think he's like coming back next season or anything. But no, I was I like, it was in that moment, that climactic moment where I was just like, 
fucking this show is so good because oh. you just you didn't think like after like watching last season you get to see a scene where it's just like um it's it's uh homelander and it's uh shit what's the guy's name bridge guy um oh um uh, butcher butcher it's yeah. homelander oh. and butcher like almost fighting side by side because yeah just, bizarre. now they have another common en- enemy and it was yeah. like and you're rooting for that scene and you're just like oh i shouldn't be rooting for the scene though no I want exactly dead i feel dirty well, doing that i love yeah. it i love it so much there were three potential you know deaths two of which you were sort of like leading the entire season up to and the mm-hmm. last one which was like the biggest surprise at all and none of them took mm. and it was such um such a great twist so I, I love the unpredictability of that show is that it just doesn't follow the formula and bless it oh uh art i can't hear you now oh sorry i had my mute on there yeah you're right it doesn't follow the formula at all and it gave us the unexpected there at the end I also think it's such a such a strong it's such strong writing there at the end where uh, Homelander's kid like chooses Homelander over Butcher because yeah. because Butcher and um, what's 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 her name that's looking after her Grace uh, after him. yeah Grace they don't like accept him for what he is mm-hmm. no homelander is all like i accept you for what you are it doesn't matter yada 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 even though homelander is this you know terrible terrible bad guy that his son chooses him over butcher because well butcher was also i think trying to protect the kid by you know doing the the mean dad I'm going to push you away for now kind of thing, but then lost his opportunity to get him back. Mm-hmm. Really backfired on him there. Terribly, yeah. terribly. Right? Um, and I think, is, did they redeem Butcher too as a good guy, do you think there? Because it looked like he was really going the other way. Like halfway, I think, in my mind, y- you know? Um, like when he saved, he kind of like, well, attempted to save Huey there where he like wasn't going to give Huey that final dose, which yeah. could have killed him, right? And then took it himself. And took it himself, so yeah. So hard to know how, but, but I mean, you know, if Carl Urban is signed on for another season, they're not going to, that character is two, that character is like one of the two beating hearts of that series along with um, uh, Homelander. Man, I wish the show was a little bit more closer in my head right now, a little bit fresher because it's been a while since yeah. I- since I finished it, but it's, uh, um, I, I think there's going to be, is there just going to be one more season or is it five seasons that they said? I think, I think Kripke usually does five seasons. Uh, Good question. It, sure. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if they are doing a couple more seasons cause they like, they are like, or Amazon prime anyway is really, really getting a lot out of this out of like yeah. out of this property right and they've got the the kind of college version or whatever gen v oh geez out. yeah there's so many spinoffs the boys versus is, is too big for me mm-hmm. i i i wondered what you guys thought of huey huey the character huey are you guys on board with him because I have a lot of friends who are like, I hate this guy. I, I don't he, think he had enough to do this season. I think he was very highly overshadowed where his his time in the earlier seasons, he got to be more of a character. But I think there was just too much going on that he was really pushed to the background, uh, which is a shame because I uh, I generally like him in that role. Mm, I don't love him in that role. I, was, but I, like him. I had a thought about 
him in one episode and I kind of, yeah, I wish, I wish this was a little bit fresher in my mind, but I kind of thought that a little bit of him was somewhat off character in that he didn't really seem to suffer from any sort of inferiority complex before in, in the pre- prior seasons. But now he's all about, I just want to be the guy that saves you to, to his girlfriend. Um, so some of that kind of it didn't rub me the wrong way but it just kind of made me think oh it seemed a little out of character did it seemed kind of out of character for him yeah that's how i was with it as well because how he started in this whole show was is of course his girlfriend who he loved just brutally murdered in front of him right Mm -hmm. and then to kind of go from that to where he was going it was like it just it just it didn't kind of make sense with this whole large arc to be sure yeah very large yeah one interesting small character note, there was uh, someone called the Crimson Countess, um, Crimson Countess, I'm not sure how to say it, uh, who's played by Laurie Holden, who, of course, was uh, Andrea in The Walking Dead. But mm-hmm. uh, when, because uh, I mean, I was like, I'm watching the show and I'm just like, I know who that, oh, that's, and then I went to her IMDb and I'm like, oh my God, she was Marita Covarrubias in The X-Files and I loved her in that role. Yes, um, yes. I can't believe that was her. And it makes sense because she's Canadian-American. She was born in L.A., but raised in Toronto, went to Vancouver, cast in The X-Files. And that's sort of along the lines of how that went. I think she she lives up in Nanaimo in Cedar now. Crazy. part of the year, because I think my friend says that she comes to her pub all the time. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, I I really like her work. Didn't think she had enough uh, time in there, but uh, it was a great it was a great character. This show, it just, no, my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Kirsten is holding the talking stick. I I mean, I'd I'd love to hear what you have to say, Art, because all I was going to say is like, I think this show is like one of the best shows on TV or on streaming right now, because like it took us a really long time to get to it because we were catching up on so many other things. But just it is so smart. It is so clever. It is so well done in its politics and showing you know both both sides and how both sides are silly and really having those parallels to real life but holding them just far enough away that you know it's not going to really offend anyone even though you know exactly what it is that Mm -hmm. they're trying to do um just wow wow it's just whip whip clever with smart and like the subplots always kept me guessing and like you guys all said, that last scene where they butcher and um, and uh, Homelander, Homelander team up like bizarre. It, you, like it was just it was just like the the two or three times they changed who they were fighting. It was just so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw a uh, very funny meme that. It has like four images and the caption was like all of the things that Homelander went through. And it has like three very significant scenes of like things that really drove his character. And then the last uh, picture was Black Noir. Oh, <laughs> went through. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. That was so sad. I that know. was it was. I loved what they did with his character and like how he was seeing cartoon characters. And those that were some of my amazing. favorite scenes. And yeah. then they're very brutal scenes with cartoon characters, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I was listening to some of the cast interviews and they, they like filmed this in the of the pandemic yeah they wow they couldn't do anything as a cast and 
you know, they had to shoot their scenes so separately. And so the fact that they were able to put together something so incredible in the height of pandemic, that's, that's a big, heavy props to them as well. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Another, another favorite moment was, it was when Homelander goes nuts and kills that guy at the rally mm-hmm. realizes realizes that everyone doesn't care you know akin to akin to trump saying he could shoot someone on the street yeah it's a very trump thing yeah yes yeah. exactly and and anthony stars like react which i know it's become like one of the favorite gif memes out there it's it really 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 was a good moment yeah definitely because that's the second time his character has done that first is the break on the stage and and his numbers go up, you know, and then he does this and people applaud for him. It's yeah. unbelievable. And Seth Rogen's cameo, too. Oh, is, man. Oh God. Unexpected and disturbing. <laughs> so I was laughing very, very hard at that. And then that you know, also reminded me is like, oh, yeah, he wrote this. Like, yeah. So I also like, yeah, so many things happen that we, I like. I even completely forgot to even bring up the Charlize Theron cameo right and I'm that sorry, cameo what? like in the beginning like the very first episode when they're showing the movie she obviously she was cast as sort of the uh was it storm front oh yeah. right i didn't realize that was oh wow which is hilarious okay. because that came like maybe a week or two after dr strange Ah, oh, of course, where that. she cameoed in the yeah. yeah, wow. I had me okay. very confused actually when yeah. I saw it. I was like, "Well, it almost seemed like it almost seemed like a plan." Obviously, that wasn't like a planned dig at Marvel or anything like that. But the timing of it kind of seems like, well, let's just put Charlize Theron in here, kind of thing. So. Billy Zane, uh, Patton Oswalt, Josh Gad, Mila Kunis, Ashton yeah. Kutcher, Elizabeth Banks, Aisha Tyler. Uh, all cameoed as fictionalized versions of themselves. That's wild. Yeah. Did not realize. That's crazy. I think they've taken a lot of shots at Marvel, actually, and they've done it very cleverly. Yeah, as you know, as well they can and yeah. probably should. Okay, thank you so much, folks. That was great. Long time coming. Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet? Do you have um, any other just, reviews and recommendations? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every time. Long. I won't go too long. I'll just say that uh, I did watch a show. You can stream it on Disney Plus. It's a FX show. It's called Under the Banner of Heaven. Andrew Garfield is like on a roll right now. He's just crushing everything. And he plays. Uh, it's kind of like a. Tr- it's called kind of in the vein of True Detective, but it's a true story based on true things that happened uh, outside of Utah, uh, and it has to do with like uh, Mormon, uh, like the roots of. Uh, that religion oh, uh, sure. and it's uh it, it's very well acted and i think he crushes it and he's probably going to get some uh you know a nom for that for his role in that fantastic it came down a couple of months ago but it's seven episodes and i think it maybe went an episode too long like most of them do but it's still very very good um also i'm on the next week i think is the series finale of better call saul uh, I just crushed the second last episode. Fantastic! We got our moment with uh, Pinkman and Walter, so it was it was it's great to see them, and it was mm. very cleverly done. And uh, they're crushing. Yeah, was it weird though? Like, did they de-age them? Unless it's like a really. I mean, I know it's a spoiler that they're there, but like, 
I, unless it's a really they, big yeah, spoiler. They, they announced it. They announced like everybody. It's all. It's out. Yeah. There. They were in it. So, so what did they do though? Because it's been like what ten years since then to Breaking Bad, and this is supposed to be before. So did so, they de-age them, or what did they do? So what they do very cleverly in Better Call Saul is the story is it's not linear at all in storytelling. It it's forward, backwards. It's it it it's, it can get confusing at times. Like my poor dad could not figure it out at some points trying to figure out where they are in the story. I had to like draw him a graph and show him all. Oh, this is where the events of Breaking Bad happen. This is where Better Call Saul is happening. This <laughs> is where they are in Better Call Saul as well. And it's 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 all over the place. But uh, it is, it is, do they de-age him? They don't. I think you can kind of look when you see uh uh, Aaron Paul, and you're like, okay, he's a, he's a little bit older. You, it doesn't take you out of it, though. And uh, Brian Cranston looks the same as Brian Cranston, so it's not, and it's not a long scene, and it's it's, mm. it, but it's it's really well done. And uh, you will watch it, and I think you you won't be taken out of it because of how old Jesse Pink. Okay. Right. Compared to because when you go back and watch, of course, Breaking Bad, he's he's a young guy. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the timeline that they try and push it in. Actually, so wild. Yeah, wild. It's it's great. It's it's different. It's not Breaking Bad. It's a different show, and it's great in its own way. So and I, that is good. That's yeah. that is good. Yeah, and I think that's how I will sell it to all my friends. It's not Breaking Bad. It's its own great show. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the reviews and recommendations i had uh you guys have done spectacularly over the past few weeks here it's great to have you back hopefully we can have you back next week for episode 200 we will try and make that happen where can we find you on the internet yeah you can find me at art aronson uh also uh on the bc government page now oh hey stormtrooper find me there oh stalking art stalking art.gov.bc.ca you got that that's right. Wow. Uh, Kirsten James. Uh, Kirsten.james.bc.ca. <laughs> DJ Boitano. I wasn't going to like say uh, anything about this as like an old review and recommendation, but I was like, art's here. And I, I, I should have maybe mentioned the fact that I, I've been watching Young Sheldon with my family. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe art's here and maybe he'll bring up something like that but no but yeah they, oh, i learned my lesson okay oh no i like i, I like, like your weird reviews I like those. Art. <laughs> um, but yeah there's that uh, i've also did, to gear up for house of the dragon i've been rewatching game of thrones and i watched the battle Ooh. of the bastards this morning Oof, fucking phenomenal Intense. um i'm right at- on that note because i have i've also been rewatching game of thrones yeah i think season i think it's season four is it's the best season. I think, I, yeah, I watched through season four as well. That was, yeah. One where they go up to hard, hard home. Hard home. Oh, when yeah. That, when I'm watching that season, I'm like, this show is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It, it really was so well done. The, season five is great too, but season four, I was like, this is where it was like leading towards maybe the greatest show ever made. Mm. Like, listen, like, watch, rewatch. Uh, oh, yeah, and I'm at thezone.fm slash DJ Boitano. <laughs> I'm Webmeister Bud on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 199. Please come back for episode 200. It won't 
particularly be anything different, but it's episode 200. Hi, Indy. Oh, my goodness. And we get a baby just before we go. That smile. Kirsten James's child has entered the camera. Okay. Uh, this has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.